Hello, my name is Andreina, and this is Girls Talk About Music, a podcast where women can talk in depth about their love of music and how music has shaped their lives. In this episode, music, pleasure, and grief. Last year, I realized a lifelong dream. I did the last 115 kilometers of the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. El Camino de Santiago is a thousand-year-old pilgrimage route that crisscrosses most of Europe and ends at the Santiago de Compostela Cathedral in the city of Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain. Thousands of people do the pilgrimage each year, some for religious reasons, other for spiritual reasons, and others simply for the physical challenge and the adventure. I did this life-changing trip with my aunt Adina. My aunt Adina is one of ten brothers and sisters. My aunt Adina is like my second mom. She's one of my mom's two younger sisters, and since she helped raise my siblings and I, she effectively is like a second mom to us. Early last year, my aunt Adina lost her husband, Miguel, to a sudden illness. They had been married for 30 years. Tio Miguel had three children from a previous marriage, but my Aunt Adina and him did not have any children. My Aunt Adina and I had already started to plan our trip to Santiago, but after Tio Miguel died, we didn't know if we would still be able to do the trip. After many weeks of debate and reflection, my aunt decided we would do the trip. Her pilgrimage will now be dedicated to Tio Miguel. It's in this context that my discussion about music started with my aunt Adina. It started when I went to California to attend Tio Miguel's celebration of life. The first day, my aunt Adina and I got in her car. As soon as she started the car, the music started. She was not only listening to music in the car, it was the same music she had had in the car during Tio Miguel's stay in the hospital. In episode 5, I discuss how I can't listen to music during difficult times and how silence defines the most challenging times of my life. So I was very surprised by this and intrigued. My aunt and I's pilgrimage on the Camino took five days. During that time we spent together, we continued to explore our relationship with music, how my aunt was not only able to listen to music, but how she sought out music in her moments of pain how she did not hide from the triggers of her grief, but confronted them head on. I thought that there was such courage in that act. I decided to interview my Aunt Adina to find out more. She wanted to do it, but was afraid to do it in English. I thought about it for many weeks and finally decided on a format. I would interview her in Spanish, and present her answers in English in the podcast in a kind of audio essay. There are two parts in the essay. Part one is about me. Part two is about and for my Aunt Adina. I hope you stay tuned. Part 1. Pleasure. 
The way I see it, the work of listening to a new album, or any album, is similar to opening a book. It requires full attention. It also requires an open heart. Listening with an open heart means letting the music do its work on you, letting it open parts of your memory, parts of your heart, of your intellect, that you weren't sure were there. So it was during my conversation with my aunt Adina that I started to understand where my inability to listen to music in difficult times comes from. I think it has to do with a feeling of underserved pleasure. As most people are doing around the world, here in Canada we're still navigating the cataclysmic changes brought upon by the pandemic. Like a lot of people, I have also been trying to stay afloat professionally during the lockdown, caring for and schooling a child at home and trying to protect aging parents from contamination. Add to that the worry about family members still living in Venezuela, a country with a collapsed health system wholly unprepared to face a pandemic. The murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor by the police in the U.S. have also brought a lot of sadness, anger, and hopelessness to an already heartbreaking year. Then something happened a few weeks ago that made me get closer to the understanding I needed. I stumbled onto a post by British band Zero Seven, a band I really love. They posted a link to their single Swimmers, and I clicked on it. The song started to play, and immediately, it was as if I was melting. What I felt was a pleasure so deep, so profound, that I could not take it. I stopped the song. I was overwhelmed. During my conversation with my Aunt Adina, she asked me, What is it? What is it that you fear? So I tried to answer her. I told her that music brings me to a place of understanding, of emotional understanding. And I think that in times like this, when the world is in such pain, when so much is happening, or when I'm struggling with depression, I think I'm trying to maintain a functional balance, to keep everything in order, to keep everything going. It's not like I'm trying to hide my feelings, I can cry and everything else, but the music the music takes me a little bit too far. I think it is because, like a lot of us, music makes me feel very vulnerable. I can't hide from it. It makes all my desires, all my ambitions, all my artistic and professional and personal insecurities come out. I also think it has a lot to do with pleasure and how I feel this is not a time for pleasure and how me denying myself music is me denying myself that pleasure. The truth is that most times when I listen to music, I feel such pleasure that it overwhelms me. The beauty, the aesthetic experience of music overwhelms me. I have to stop and feel and let myself go. But when life is dark, when there is so much suffering, so much to take care of, I feel it's not the moment for pleasure. It's not the time to let myself be carried away by that great, aesthetic, romantic emotion.
Part 2 Grief If I were given a choice, I would choose you again without thinking. There's nothing to think. There is no reason to doubt it for a second, because you have been the best of this heart. And between heaven and you, I stay with you. I have given you everything I have, so much so I'm indebted to myself and you still ask if I love you. Even if not one minute of my time goes by without you in my thoughts, and you still wonder if I love you. Those are the opening lyrics of the song Tu de que vas by Venezuelan-Italian singer Franco De Vita. When I was preparing to do the interview, my aunt sent it to me and told me, listen to this song. This is what Miguel represents in my life. We were discussing music and how different our relationship with it was. I sent my aunt a set of questions. I asked her about her earliest memories of listening to music, about the music she likes and the music she listens to. I also asked her about her relationship with music during Tio Miguel's illness and after he died, if it had changed. We talked about how in the Camino, she would need to listen to music for a few kilometers each day. My aunt gave me very insightful and heartfelt answers. I did my best to translate them. Here they are. The music that I like the most is Latin romantic music, and is the one that I usually listen to. I can also listen to genres or artists such as Amy Winehouse, Adele, but my best expression is Latin music. I don't know if you remember when I was younger and I used to listen to Maria Conchita Alonso. Now I'm a fan of Maria Conchita Alonso again and I'm listening to her again. But my favorites are Ricardo Montaner, Franco De Vita, Alejandro Sanz. Those are my favorite favorite. My relationship with music is very deep because growing up, we were always listening to music at home. We lived with music all our lives. Mama was always singing to us, and Papa was singing as well. Music was extremely important at home. And when we were young, Pilar, Rita, and I used to fall asleep listening to music, very soft. From a very young age, I've had had a relationship with music. And also because I like to run and to walk. When I lived in Venezuela, I used to run with people, a lot of people, so I did not need music while running. But when I started running along, I started running with music. Sometimes, even after I get home from a run, I do my workout with the music I'm listening to because I'm a big fan of the song and I don't want it to stop. And sometimes I come home and put the song on the TV to cook and keep listening to the music. And if I'm drying my hair and putting on makeup, I'm listening to music. And if I'm taking a shower, I'm listening to music. I never stop listening to music. Not even when Miguel died or when he was sick. I used to play music for him on his bed and I sang to him. Music is my private world. Music is my intimacy. It's mine. When Miguel was in the hospital, I had a record in the car and I never changed it. It was Ricardo Montaner. 
And those were the songs that I listened to when I went to the hospital, when I was coming and going. And that music is the saddest music for me. But I never stopped listening to it. Let me tell you something. When Miguel died, it was really hard to go running and walking again. I spent about three months without running. Even running on the treadmill in the garage, working out in the garage, I couldn't. Because going out for a run was to confront the fact that Miguel was not there. But I did it. I would go for a walk because I couldn't run because of my knee, and I would listen to the music and cry. I cried as if I had a son in front of me in the coffin. But I assumed it. I did it. I went out in the afternoons in a mad state to listen to the music and cry. It was like, well, like people getting over a breakup. They listened to music to tear open their wounds. That's what a breakup is. A breakup is a state of mourning. The music I listened to was a reflection of my love to him. Everything I sing, all the songs I love. If I were to give Miguel a funeral, those are the love songs for him. Those are the songs that show him how I loved him. That's why I like lyrics so much. I don't just listen to the song and that's it. There are specific songs that I like because it's like my declaration of love. This is my declaration towards you, that I love you, and that's what it makes me feel. Each song is a hymn to love, and that's why I sing it. Because if I were a writer, maybe I would have written it, but I do not have it in me. I'm not a writer. I have never been. That is why I love the lyrics of so many songs, because they express what I want to express, and that's why I sing them, because it's like a hymn to him, my declaration of love. Perhaps many people do not see it that way. The most incredible thing that happened to me with music and Miguel is that my music is different from Miguel's music. Miguel did not even like Ricardo Montaner. He listened to him because of me, and he will listen for a while until he will say, okay, that's enough. But I sang along to Ricardo Montaner's songs in the car. And Ricardo Montaner has always represented love. He's too romantic. To me, nobody compares to the romanticism of his songs. Nobody. And also Franco de Vita. One of his songs represents my hymn for Miguel, Tu Cara, Your Face. It makes me cry because it reminds me of Miguel's face. That's the one that made me cry in El Camino. But I will play it and I will tell you, Nene, I'm going to listen to music now. I need it. When Miguel was in the hospital, I will play his tangos to wake him up. I will put the music close to him and the two of us alone, and I will sing to him, because I have sung to him all my life. All my life, I used to ride in the car and sing to him, and we would talk about tangos, and we will talk about his favorites, and the most incredible thing is that I started to listen to tangos very early after Miguel's death. I used to think that I was not going to be able to do it, but I did it. I listened to the tangos, I did it, and I was amazed with myself. 
I thought that I was not going to be able to listen to Roberto Goyeneche, a tango singer that Miguel adored. For Miguel, he was the best tango singer. And I listened to it in the car. I said to him, Papi, if you died, I don't know if I will ever be able to listen to this album. And yet I listened to it and played his music for Miguel. I've already done it twice, playing the music in front of his ashes. And I even think that it is him, Miguel, the one that is asking me to play it. And I have gone for a long walk listening to tangos, music that was so personal for Miguel. In the Camino, well, I was looking for the songs that made me remember Miguel the most. There was a specific song, Tu Cara, Your Face, that I will play and I will cry. The Camino for me was quite significant in the sense that the Camino filled me and made me stronger. The fact of doing that and achieving it. I am very competitive with my body. I have always wanted people to understand that nobody can mess with me. I felt like a giant. I have the strength. It was like telling myself, give me the strength. Okay, I don't have Miguel. Miguel did everything for me and the Camino represented you can do everything. You are alone and you can achieve everything. There's a song by Franco De Vita that I wrote the lyrics to Miguel. It says, I love you from the first time I saw you. It's called Tribute to Love. And then there's a song, Your Face. I have listened to it and I cannot really listen to it without crying. I didn't stop listening to that song until I stop crying. The songs are a tribute to love. That's my conclusion of why I can listen to the music. One night in the middle of the pandemic, I grabbed a bottle of wine and I sat down with it. And I said to Miguel, you can't imagine what we're going through. And I started listening to Roberto Goyeneche, Cacho Castaña. I now listen to tangos more than ever before. I sang all the songs to Miguel because all my life I have loved singing and always singing. When I started to think about your questions and you asked me about my earliest memories of music, what I remember was Mama singing Bruna to me. And Bruna is a candombe. That's an Argentinian song. I will tell Mama, sing Bruna to me. And I wanted to learn how to sing it. I was a girl and it was so difficult. The song is long. I remember Mama hanging the clothes on the clothesline, and I was little, and I would say, Mama, sing Bruna to me. And she would sing it to me. She never not sang it to me. She never stopped singing it to me. Mama sang it beautifully. And I think that since I was little, I have been so sensitive to love, to the sensitivity that this song gave me. Mama sang to all of us. Mama knew a lot of tangos, and Mama sang to Papa, too. When we sat at the table for lunch or dinner, Papa asked Mama for tangos. Mama knew more than a thousand tangos, and she sang so beautifully. God sent Miguel to me. When I met Miguel, everyone knows it, I had asked God on my knees, I want to find love. And I met your Uncle Miguel the same day. I prayed to God, and then I went for a run, and then I met Miguel. He was my angel. 
my guardian. For 30 years, he was my guardian angel. And that's our episode. Thank you so much to my Aunt Adina for sharing his story with me. I will never forget it. And thank you so much for listening. There is just one episode left in the season. It's coming up next month. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Girls Talk About Music is written and produced by me, Andreina Romero. The image design is by Pamela Rollin. The music theme is by The Good Sister. And the drum samples are by Sebastián Lavinia. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Girls Talk About Music.